Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Joel Francis Podcast. I am Joel Francis, and this is Marriage with Truth and Neighbors. First, I want to thank all of you for the birthday wishes I received on Facebook. I read every single message, and they all made me feel nice and fuzzy inside. I truly appreciate it. Also, my plan was to put out a podcast weekly, but after my first podcast and I was deciding what the content would be for future, I was thinking about what I had promoted this podcast on, which was truth without regard to consequences. I thought about that statement. And it put pause in me because I don't know if I want the consequences that come with speaking truth. In today's age, there's absolutely consequences with speaking truth. You can get deplatformed. You can lose your job. You can be labeled many different types of negative things. Truth is a dangerous thing to speak. And I was not sure that I wanted to put myself out there for the sake of doing a hobby. I decided let's go forth and let's see what happens. Today's podcast is called Want to Survive 2022? Take a Cold Shower. I have a lot to cover today and Hopefully, in the end, it will all come together on how taking a cold shower can save you this next year. Back to the plan to speak truth without regard to consequences. The enemy, evil, Satan, whatever name you would like to call it, has been at work these last few years, mainly to instill fear upon you and the world, fear to keep you bound. I'll explain some of this in a moment. But fear is a huge player on everyone's daily lives, whether you know it or not. And this last two years, big pharma, big tech, the globalists, all in cohort, really driven by the enemy, have been placing fear upon the world of something mainly the virus, to keep people isolated, alone. But there's also tactics that drive fear that keep people from seeking or speaking the truth. I sent my daughter to first grade at a private school here in Hawaii And like all other schools in Hawaii, they have a mask mandate. They also have plexiglass up around the desks. 
Now, a while before she was sent to the school, I had done lots of research on masks and their ability to help against this virus. Two main studies, really the only two controlled studies ever done with these masks, found that masks play absolutely no role in keeping you safe against this vaccine. And yet, people are driven by fear to wear these masks, even outdoors by themselves in public. Yet the politicians in the states and the organizations have decided that this must be a mandate to mask up. Now, if you were an adult, I would care less if you want to wear a mask or not. However, if you know anything about the enemy, his main goal is to destroy our children. Two years into this, there are many studies that show that masks damage children psychologically and they damage children physically. And we truly don't know the long-term effects on their growth, mental health, but we do know it is damaging our children. Yet, we willfully send them to school, and we mask them up, specifically here in Hawaii, to go anywhere. So early on in the school year, I since it was a private school, my plan was to educate and, and inform the leadership, specifically the Catholic leadership here in Hawaii, about the damage that masks can do to our children, with the hope that they would listen. I emailed the archbishop, originally with no response. I emailed the priest of the school, who responded, we must take care listen to the state's mandate and ensure our children are safe. I had sent him many articles, explained to him that this is willful abuse on our children. Then I spoke to the teachers and the principal, and I got the same answer. Well, I did not stop. I went back to the archbishop and finally got an answer. I went back to the priest and finally got an answer, and the principal eventually gave me a final answer. And it was from the Catholic leadership, you have a choice to remove your kid from our school and from the school leadership if you continue to try to demask your child in the school. We will send you elsewhere. Now, I try to preach truth with you out regard the consequences, yet I feared the consequences. Now, I bought certain masks that were giving my daughter more ability to breathe and sent her to school, but eventually they told me I could not do that either. 
I folded. But what bothered me the most was when I was sitting with the principal, I realized that I was the only man, the only adult, who had children in the school had raised any concern about these masks. The only one. Now, I don't know if other parents know or researched or believe or see the damage these masks do our children, but not one of them spoke up and not one of them have spoken up. How different would it have been if there was even two of us? How different would it have been if there was 30 parents for that school? You see, many of us are afraid. And I'll speak to it here in a moment, but there is psychological warfare going on in the world. And if it seems like every nation, every power is pushing the same agenda, it's because it's all connected and it's all driven by the enemy. And the attack is real, and many people have succumbed, even myself, to this fear. I talked last podcast about how the globalists want to keep your attention. Because if they can keep your attention on things they are driving, then you don't have the attention to look or seek or even see the truth. I don't remember what it was called, but there's a there was a psychology experiment where a video was taken of people playing soccer. One team had black shirts and one team had white shirts, and they were kicking the soccer ball back and forth on the video. The experiment was to have people sit down and count how many times this soccer ball was kicked back and forth between the players. At the end of the video, it was asked of the individuals, how many times was this soccer ball kicked back and forth? And most got the answer right. And then they were asked, did you see the man in the ape suit. And all the individuals said no. And the reality is in this video, there was, while these players were kicking the ball back and forth, there was a man in an ape suit walking back and forth on the screen. Very noticeable. What was learned from this experiment is that we can Someone can steal your attention, like place it on counting how many times a soccer ball was kicked. You can miss other things in the picture. This is what the enemy has done to the majority of the world, grabbed your attention and placed it on something so you're unable to see the truth. Well, today I'm going to try to unravel this, and first I will talk about fear. I've trained martial arts for 13 years, Sistema, it's a Russian martial art, but I've also trained in the psychology of violence, psychology of fear, because it plays a big role in people and their ability to defend themselves. 
And I'll speak to fear and how it can be used to control you unconsciously, meaning there are outside instigators that can drive internal or external responses from your body or your mind. And it's rather simple to use. We'll talk about a term called fear reactivity. This is a term describing how from the the very time you were born, there are things in your life that put fear not only in your mind, but in your body. And when you grow older, those things can be triggered for a response. Now, many younger people nowadays have much more fear reactivity than let's say those who are baby boomers. Nowadays, people's fear reactivity can be initiated just by tweets or posts. That's why sometimes you see on some posts that discuss heavy material, they'll quote, trigger warning. Well, these triggers are what cause fear reactivity. And then I will cover how this can destroy your body, mind, and your spirit, but it's also used as a way to control. And it's been done by governments and done by the powers that be, and it's being done now. But before we get into, let's take a very short break. I will be back. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I know I'm a little all over the place, so I promise I will bring it all together for how important cold showers are. But back to this term, fear reactivity. From a young age, things that scare you will internalize into your body and your mind and if not dealt with along your life, will initiate automatic responses of stress 
fear, depression, and so on. This is something called fear reactivity. There's a book by Scott Sonnen. He is a USA national coach, martial artist, master of sports called Body Flow, Freedom from Fear Reactivity. And he describes fear reactivity as a nonspecific conditioned pattern of concrete, observable behavior involving movement, breathing, and structural alignment as opposed to the internal events such as a catastrophic thinking or emotional anxiety or panic. Fear reactivity is something that's initiated by emotional anxiety or panic. Some people have more than others. Those who grow up in abusive households or live in abusive relationships or even things such as car wrecks. An example would be if you've been in a car wreck before and then you were driving in a car and you have a near collision, your body may react at the same stress level it reacted when you actually had a collision. Or if you have been, for example, attacked by a dog when you were younger, maybe you have very similar stress reactions when you are around big dogs. Now, if you don't deal with these fears, you become tolerant of them. What I mean is they become internalized, and they're very difficult to control. Now, when you relate this to martial arts, theory activity can be initiated by something such as a weapon or a knife, or even just an intimidating person, or someone speaking in a loud voice or cursing to initiate theory activity in certain people. But once the response is initiated, whether that be stress, the raising of blood pressure, the rising of your pulse, the tension of your muscles, you cannot react to a threat accordingly. It essentially shuts your body down. We all know about fight or flight. Both these things can be initiated by fear reactivity. For most people, they have some sort of fear reactivity in their lives, whether they know it or not. When you become tolerant, you adapt. You make that fear reactivity the norm, and it's not even questioned anymore. For example, people have fears of lots of things that absolutely cannot hurt them. However, not question those fears because it's become internalized. Now, when your body reacts and there's a stress response or an emotional response, why would you question that fear? Well, the powers that be have been using fear for a long time, but for the last few years, been specifically to terrify you 
from being communal, from walking around without a mask. But those things are kind of out in the open. If I would ask someone, what are you afraid of about the virus? Many would give, well, I'm afraid of big gatherings. I'm afraid of flying. I'm afraid of getting COVID. But there are a lot of ways that the media, the news, and what is now called the woke culture has embedded in the majority of society triggers for fear reactivity. Some of it is to keep you silent. You know, the adage, do not talk about politics or religion on the first date. Well, the woke culture has placed a fear reactivity within society that you cannot talk about certain things, or at least you should be afraid to talk about certain things. Now, another thing the enemy is trying to teach you is that humans are dirty. Humans are the problem. You are the problem mask up, stay inside, you will infect others. Now going back to the wholeness of a person being their mind, body, and soul, theory activity can initiate responses from each part of the self. It will trigger bodily responses, as discussed before, tightening muscles, raising your blood pressure. The mind will cause anxiety, negative emotions, and the soul. It can cause hopelessness. When I was back in college, I was a criminal justice major for my undergrad, and a lot of the social justice classes, I had back then also a black and white view on everything. There was no gray area for me. So when there were discussions in the class, I would put out my view on things. At the time, it wasn't called wokeness. It was called politically correctness. I was not very politically correct. I got a lot of negative responses. There was one time someone jumped over a desk and tried to attack me, but the the teacher had to jump in the middle between us because of my view of what I said was not politically correct. I look back on that and I wondered to myself, why did I even suggest the truth or speak the truth To a group of people, well, it fell on deaf ears, or at least I thought it fell on deaf ears. Well, I always had this thought that truth will speak for itself. So if I put it out there, it 
will do its work. I am not doing truth's work. It speaks for itself. And I continue to try to do that. So I will continue to try to put truth that will speak for itself. Well, let's go back to fear as a method to control. The CIA did a called MK Ultra. The CIA experiment designed to take control of people's minds. Now, all of this is unclassified. It was in the 50s and 60s, and it was halted in 1973, but CIA used not only drugs, but they used fear as a method to take control of an individual. And they were quite successful at this, using electroshocks, chemicals, hypnosis, and torture of the body. They were able to destroy the mind and take hope away from the spirit. But ultimately, MKUltra failed in one thing. It did not completely destroy the self. It did not remove God from the individual. So no matter how much torture and control of the mind and the body, if God broke or wanted to break the person of the control, it would happen immediately. The Holy Spirit could clear the mind control immediately. What was learned from this is that in order to truly take control of a human, you must break their mind from their body, from their spirit. You must destroy humanity completely. And if you follow the trending wokeness of today, you can see exactly that. The body. No more is there man and woman. There is whatever you would like. And you cannot question that. Confusion of the mind, depression, anxiety, teaching people there is not gender roles, there's not truth, it's not sacredness in marriage, that sex is meaningless, and ultimately, the one that hurts the most, the wokeness is removing hope from people's spirits. The only way for the enemy to completely take control 
to destroy your humanity. And the world in a concerted effort is doing just that, trying to destroy your humanity. To remove the truth of being born in the likeness of God. And a lot of this is driven by fear, confusion. If you not have heard the word transhumanism, you will hear it in the next year quite a bit. Transhumanism is the term describing the method of becoming something more than human. Essentially, it is the strive to connect AI to the mind. There are many ways in which technology is driving this. For example, there's now the technology to inject things into your blood system that can be activated through electromagnetic waves that can control a person's mood. This is all open source. In the future, I will have to get all of the references for you. But also, very soon, to be able to connect the internet to your brain. So if you think about Facebook, this new metaverse, they're creating this online digital world. If you're not aware, there's a database of the entire world that is scripted in an AI universe. Just go and look at your Google Maps. The world is being plotted in zeros and ones to specificity. But not only roads and buildings and lakes, but also you yourself are being made digitized. All the information you do online Everything you put online is being gathered to build a digital you. This is what goes into the metaverse. And eventually, you will not have to put on virtual reality glasses to enter this metaverse. You can be connected through your body. You can send messages via email or text via the brain. But all of these things that can be input into you can be controlled. Eventually, the plan of this 
is to separate your body from your mind, from your spirit, to take your attention completely away from reality. And unlike the failed MK Ultra, remove humanity from God by destroying the human, the mind, the body, and the soul. Now, I promise all of this will get back to taking a cold shower. I'm all over the place today. But I'm trying to connect the dots for you that fear is being used as an ultimate goal to control humanity. And this is all driven by the enemy. And many people are just staring at the soccer ball being kicked and not seeing the man in the ape suit. Your attention is being diverted from what is really happening. Big tech, the news, the media, Hollywood, they are driving an initiative and you don't even see it. And the hard part is that the most affected will be our children. You know, if you decide to wear a mask, okay, but if you place a mask on your child and you know that it does nothing to stop the virus, one, I believe it's abuse, but two, you are telling the powers that be is that you will do anything. You will submit to anything, whether or not it's true or right or okay. If you're shown fear that you yourself as a human are dangerous to this earth, you're disgusting and ugly, well, maybe you'll submit. Fear is driving a lot of things. But the main purpose is to gain control and to rip humanity from the God-given body, mind, and soul. So, fear reactivity. There are many ways that you can break the automatic responses that control you do every day. And a lot of these responses are unconscious. You get triggered by many things. And by the time you get my age, there's probably thousands of quote-unquote triggers that cause fear reactivity in your body, mind, and your spirit. There are ways that you can use your mind through breathing and meditation that you can break fear reactivity. There's absolutely ways that your spirit through prayer and closeness with God that can break fear reactivity. 
But the easiest way is through the body. There are concepts out there that if you would like to start something new, and this is good as everyone is planning their New Year's resolutions, if you want to wake up earlier in the day, don't make your goal, let's say you wake up at 8 a.m. every day, don't make your goal at 5 a.m., make it at 7.50. Once you wake up at 7.50 for a week, wake up at 7.40. One, this is giving the mind short-term wins that allows you to be positive about making that change. Now, some people can make that immediate change and go from 8 a.m. to 5 a.m., but most people, to really make change in their life, you want to do it incrementally. And so, if you want to break theory activity within yourself, you have to do it incrementally. And again, you can do this through meditation. You can do this through prayer. But if you don't know what you are afraid of, because a lot of it is unconscious. It's hard to meditate on that. It's hard to pray on that. The mind, body, and soul are intricately connected in the self, as if you improve one, it can help improve the other. This is simply known. If you improve your body's health, it improves your mental health. If you improve your spiritual health, it improves your mental health. If you improve your mental health, it helps you improve your body's health. They interconnect. And so, as I discussed last podcast, fake it till you make it. If you have a hard time for example, having a healthy body, you might want to try having a healthier mind. Work on that depression or that anxiety that is causing you to overeat. Or you can help your depression and your anxiety by getting up and walking a mile every morning. So, taking a cold shower. What I like about cold water therapy is that there are many benefits to it. If you research it, there's many benefits to the body. It can help with healing. But it can also help the mind. It can help with depression and stress and anxiety. But I'll explain to you how this can help break your unconscious fear reactivity to things and help you not only speak the truth, but speak the truth and recognize where the enemy is trying to hinder you. 
When you step into a cold shower, if you're not used to it, or dip into cold water, there are a number of things that happen. One, unconsciously, it will initiate fear reactivity in the majority of people. Your body will react by moving all the blood to your central organs. Your muscles will tighten. Your neck will tighten. And it will cause a trigger that makes you react. However, if you learn to take a cold shower without it triggering you, it is teaching your mind and your body to not react to something that is really not a danger. The cold water will not kill you. So I'll give you a simple method. Again, I've been all over the place today, but the ultimate goal is to maybe inspire you to make a New Year's resolution to take a cold shower because the benefits of it will help you in actually all areas of your life. So the first thing you want to do is turn on your shower as cold as it can get and step right in. And as your body reacts, Take mental note of what your body is doing. Different people react differently. Some people feel fear in different areas of their body. Many between their shoulder blades. Some in the core or in the stomach of their body. Some in their head. Where you hold fear and you hold stress that is triggered ultimately will cause damage, illness to your body. So, for example, if you hold fear in your stomach, it can cause bowel issues. If you hold fear in your back, it can cause back and posture issues. So when you step into that cold water the first time, you need to take note of how you are reacting, where you are tensing up, what are you feeling mentally, physically. And then you want to do that for at least a week. No preparation to get into the cold shower. Just turn it on and step in. Now, the second week, when you go into a cold shower. And again, the cold showers don't need to be more than 15, 20 seconds. The second week, take note of what you feel before you step into the shower. Your body knows that fear reactivity will unconsciously start to do it before you even walk into the shower. That second week, you need to take note what your body is doing, what your mind is doing before you step into that shower. 
it's important because this is training you to recognize how fear is controlling parts of your life, how you can be triggered by things that ultimately are controlling you. I'll relate it back to martial arts. If I can make you afraid of the knife and cause some fear reactivity, I can do much more damage than if you are able to react without muscle tension or fear. If I can put or say a word triggers fear reactivity, then ultimately I can control your reaction. So the second week before you get to the shower, take note of what you feel before you jump in. Recognize how just the thought of a quote-unquote trigger will initiate mental and body response. All of this, if you are in constant fear throughout the day, ultimately destroys your spirit's hope. This is the goal of the enemy. Keep you hopeless destroy your body and mind, ultimately, eventually, separate from them from each other, specifically the spirit. Now, the most important part of this process is the third week and beyond. What you need to do before you get to the shower is once you recognize the fear reactivity, whether it be your heart rate or the blood or the anxiety, or the tensing up, you recognize that before you step into the shower and you calm yourself. And eventually, the plan is to when you walk into that shower, it initiates absolutely no reaction. Your pulse, your blood pressure, the tenseness in your muscles, none of it changes. This is a simple method that must be done consistently to train yourself, your mind, your body, and ultimately your spirit not to react in fear, specifically unconsciously to things. You are consciously reacting to the water by knowing that it's cold, but it's not going to kill you. But more importantly, once you step in and once you learn how to control that fear reactivity and remove it from your body, your mind, and your spirit, and you step in that cold water and there's no reaction, it is training you and will actually open your perception throughout the day on things that are causing fear. Because our bodies are simple. A knife can produce just as much fear reactivity as a bad word, for example. Your body does not discriminate. It will tighten up just as much over something you've been programmed for fear to something that is actually something to be afraid of, like a knife. But in either circumstance, you want to be able 
to have your attention to be able to react accordingly. This essentially is removing your eyes from that soccer ball being kicked on the screen to be able to see everything that is happening in front of you. And now, more than ever, that's very important. As in 2022, my prediction is that fear is going to become ever more prevalent. However, people will not recognize it as fear. Will actually be caked in something that is good. That you will be afraid to do things or say things or stand up for liberty or freedom, and you will think you are actually doing something good. And you may not recognize it, but it will destroy your body, mind, and soul. If you submit to what is coming without stepping back and recognizing the truth and making a decision, I believe some, it's going to become much more black and white. And what I mean by that is the enemy is showing himself. The evil one is showing himself. But on the other side, truth is also showing itself. God is moving in a similar manner. One reason I decided to do this podcast is, you know, I I don't know if I have important things to say or not, but I do a lot of research and I've trained a lot in like I said, the martial arts, self-defense, a lot of it is ensuring that you can handle things mentally with your body and your spirit. But I also listen to other podcasts and I read a lot of news. And what I realize is the enemy, the evil one, is being consistent across the world and driving one narrative. If you're asking why are governments and big tech, they are all seem to be in line pressing one agenda. Well, this is a conspiracy. This could not all happen. They could not all be talking together. Well, they're not. This is led by the spirit of the enemy. But on the other side, as I listen to some news and some, as I read, people who are trying to speak the truth, we are all talking the same thing. I've had the idea for this podcast for two weeks now, and I've read and listened to a lot of individuals that are trying to speak truth, trying to decipher what God wants us to do in these times, and they all are speaking the same, because the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, is working and is saying, do not be afraid and do not lose hope. 
but you have to open your eyes and you have to pay attention. You're going to have to make a decision soon, if you've not already, to submit to the fear, to the control, and allow yourself to be dismantled mentally, spiritually, physically. All the while, as you're watching that soccer ball being kicked, you will have no idea what's going on. Or you step back and you see the truth and you take a stand. What we need more than ever is courageous men and courageous women. Men, take your cold showers. I say that, but in reality, men, we have to become courageous and stand for what is right and be able to defend ourselves and defend our family. Women, you must be able to comfort and take care of those who are hurting. Yes, I am speaking of gender roles and a historical nature, completely against the wokeness of today, but this is important. These times, America, where we have freedom and safety and everything we really need, and some of us have created soft bodies, soft minds, and soft spirits. I have to take toll of myself. During different times of my life, I've had a strong body, a strong mind, or a strong spirit. Other times, they have been weak. But as we roll into 2022, it's important to say, where am I weak? I must strengthen myself for the times that will come so I can stand strong and not be afraid. Take a cold shower. Now, I don't know if this is going to be the last podcast I ever do or what the comments will be. What I do know is that truth that good and evil will begin to separate people in this world. Sons from fathers, brothers from brothers, spouses from spouses. What consequences are you willing to take for truth? For me, I didn't want to deal with the consequences of my daughter being kicked out of school, so I willfully send her to school with a mask, one that is thinner than others, but I still send her to school with a mask, which is child abuse. I am fearful. I was fearful of this podcast. You know, when I thought, I was looking for 
a title of this podcast. I was praying about it because I didn't know where to take it. I'm highly versed in leadership studies, and I understand how to lead people. And I was really wanting to do a podcast that specifically catered to leadership, military leadership, spiritual leadership, leadership in the family, which I still may get into in future podcasts. But what came to me was marriage with truth and neighbors. When you think about marriage, you think about two people becoming one. So death to his part. Can you speak the truth or follow the truth till death? And I think the neighbor's part is extremely important. The powers that be have muzzled us in our masks, separated us from our communities, and driven us into isolation. Well, community is more important now than ever. Go on that date and speak about politics and religion and about truth and cold showers. Go to your neighbor and tell them the truth. Stop masking your children. Or do I dare talk about the COVID-19 vaccines? Well, I will just say this. If you have children, it is your job to protect them. And if you have not done your research on these vaccines and what they can do to children, then I pity you. But more so, I fear for the children who are being thrown into the fire without any thought. Fear reactivity. You're being conditioned to think. To think that the virus. You know, two years ago, I would guess 95% of the population would never take a gene therapy drug that has not been tested. Or has not been told what the side effects were. Yet, 70 to 75% of the people have done just that. Fear can do terrible, terrible things. Fear can make a grown man cry like a baby. I've known some grown men who were afraid of spiders, big men who could kill you. The spider would cause fear reactivity and they would fold. Take your cold shower. Become a man of God. Become a woman of God. And protect your children. Teach them to not be afraid. The fear is being used to control you and ultimately destroy your mind, body, and spirit. To destroy your hope, the hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
in the end, God will win. How will you stand? I know some of you listeners and some I don't. I don't know if this podcast can be listened by five or 5,000. But I think it's important to throw the truth out there and let the truth stand for itself. God will do the work. I am just called to speak the truth. Truth without regard to consequences. Marry that truth. Speak to your neighbor and talk to your community. Head up, chest out. Until next time.